You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Hey friends, it's Dana Shea and you're listening to Real Relationship Talk. Thanks so much for being here today, you guys. I am so excited about this particular episode because I think that this is an episode that affects all of us. Whether you are married, whether you're in a relationship, maybe you want to be in a relationship. The information that I'm going to share with you in this episode about how to get anything you want from your spouse is going to apply. Now, I know that you're thinking, but I don't have a spouse. That's okay. Insert boyfriend, insert girlfriend, insert child, insert whoever. These are life principles. And you are going to see as we go through this list that you will be able to use these non-manipulative, and let me stress that, non-manipulative ways to get what you want. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just want to say thank you so much for those of you guys who celebrated with me. I just had a birthday recently, and I turned 41. I was like, am I going to tell them how old I am? But yes, I'm 41, and I'm proud of it. And uh, life is good. God is good. I had a really incredible day with Sean. We took a little day trip up to Williamsburg. If you guys know, I live in Virginia Beach. Williamsburg is about an hour drive from where we live. And so we just took some time, went to a winery, went to um, eat. We went to the outlets and shopped. And it was just really, really great. And so I'm back and back to work. And um, I'm just so grateful for all the love. You know, I'm a quality time words of affirmation girl. And so all the quality time and all the words of affirmation that I have received from my family and friends has just filled my little cup. So, um, so yeah, that's a little bit about what's been going on in my life and my world. And if you are on my email list, you know that we are about to embark upon 6-9 day, okay? 6-9, June 9th is International Lovemaking Day. And um, I want to encourage those of you guys who have not yet downloaded the Intimately Us app. Y'all, this app is really cool. It was developed by a Christian husband and wife team, so you don't have to worry about any crazy kinky stuff unless you're kind of into that stuff, but that's not really the goal of this app. But it is an app that actually helps you to have some wholesome, good, intimate fun, okay? So you can download that app at r.intimately.us forward slash Dana Shea. Make sure you put the R in front of intimately.us forward slash D-A-N-A-C-H-E. And when you download that app, you actually get free tools and resources on how to help you spice up your sex life. So use the app and then go make love. It'll be great. All right. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. We've got a lot of ground to cover, and I'm going to try to go through these fairly quickly. And again, as I stated in the intro, these tips that I'm going to give you on how to get anything you want from your spouse are non-manipulative, okay? You might search the internet and find things like talk to people when they're tired or make them think that you really want A when really you want B. And that's manipulation. That is also just 
in my opinion, kind of crummy. So we're not going to do that, okay? We are not going to trick people into getting what we want. We're not going to coerce people into getting what we want. We're not going to manipulate people into getting what we want. However, there are some things that you can do. These are tried and true methods to get anything, say anything, anything, anything that you want from your spouse or from your partner. All right, you guys ready? Are you ready to change your life? Are you ready to get whatever you want? Okay, here we go. Number one, make it their idea. This is a clever little hack, okay? When you are able to communicate what you want in a way that the other person feels like it's their idea, well, guess what? They've already bought in because it was their idea. So how does this work in a marriage? All right. And again, you guys, I'm talking about marriage, but please know you can you can relate this to your relationship. You can relate this to a friendship um, or any other person that you're in relationship with. Okay, boss, partner, whatever. So how do you make an idea seem like it's their idea? All right. Let's do a little role play here. So let's say that I want Sean to plant new flowers in our flower bed, which hint, hint, I want Sean to plant new flowers in our flower bed, all right? We have not done really a lot to our yard since the spring season started. Now, to Sean's credit, he had rotator cuff surgery. And so, I mean, he literally is working with one arm right now. So I've been able to extend a little bit of grace, but I want some pretty flowers out there. So what I could do is be like, Sean, when are you going to work in the flower bed again? Sean, do you want to go to Home Depot and pick out some flowers? Sean, I could do that. Or I could say, you know what? You know how all the neighbors talk in our private neighborhood Facebook page about how our yard always looks the best? Don't you love that people actually drive and walk by our house and think our yard is the prettiest? And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, I really do. And I'll be like, you know what? I know you've had a lot going on. I know you're only working with one arm right now. Don't you really want to kind of spruce up our flower bed a little bit? Yeah, you know, I actually actually have been thinking about that. Good. You know, well, let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Well, maybe, Dana, you could go to Home Depot and maybe pick out some flowers or whatever nursery, local nursery we have here. Maybe you could go and pick out some flowers and, you know, maybe you could kind of tell me. Do you see how I'm getting to making this his idea? I'm asking him, hey, let me know how I can help you to actually do what I want you to do. And so when you're able to help people think that it's really their idea, they're going to buy into the idea a lot quicker than if it's just your idea. So be creative. Think about what is it that you want and how can you then make it so that the person that you're talking to thinks that it's really their idea. All right. Number two, appreciate the good things that they're doing first. Now, this is important in a marriage because, y'all, we can be the worst at appreciating our spouses. It's like we have these long to-do lists and we fail to actually say thank you for what our spouses are actually doing, for the good that they are already bringing into our lives. If you pour on the praise and then you come at someone with a request, they are much more likely to oblige that request. If you are full of criticism and you never appreciate people for what they are doing, well, then when you actually ask, it's going to be an uphill battle for you. 
So this is just good relationship advice in general to appreciate your spouse or your partner. But especially if you are about to do a big ask, if you are about to ask them to do something, you need to make sure that you are already appreciating the good that they are doing. And then you lay the foundation, right? And then when you begin to ask them for something, they're like, you know what? My spouse, my husband, my wife, man, they're always appreciating me. I want to continue to be appreciated. So let me go ahead and say yes to this thing that they're asking for. So appreciate. Number three, approach whatever you want as a win-win. If it's just a win for you, then why would they say yes? You guys might hear my dog in the background barking. Somebody's at the door, but just block that out. Why would they say yes if it's just about you? But if they can win in this situation, then they're much more likely to say yes. Think about the example that I gave you earlier. If Sean wants to be admired by the neighbors, right, then he's going to be more likely to say yes because there's something in it for him. And let's be honest, you guys, we are all kind of selfish by nature. We all want that with them, right? Y'all heard of with them, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? So if you can help your spouse or your partner to see what is in it for him or her, they are much more likely to say yes and to give you what you want. Make it a win-win and make sure that it's genuine. Don't promise them that they're going to win and then they end up losing out in the end. You're like, you know, this is this investment is going to make us a lot of money and then they end up losing money. Yeah, good luck with trying to get them to invest in something again. So make sure that it is a genuine win-win for both of you. And listen, if you truly love your spouse, if you truly love your partner, you want them to win too. So look for ways that this can also be something that is mutually beneficial. All right, number four, wishes over criticism. John Gottman talks about this in his book, What Makes Love Last. He actually talks about it in in other books and resources that he has. If you've not heard of John Gottman, he is literally the world's leading marriage expert slash guru. I mean, I eat up everything that he puts out. And so John Gottman talks about wishes over criticism. When we have something that we want, we can either formulate it as a criticism or we can formulate it as a wish. How does this look? Okay, let's say, for example, a wife wants more affection from her husband. She could say, you know what? You never hug me. The only time that you touch me is when you want to have sex. That's a criticism. That's going to do what? That is going to put her husband on the defense. He is not going to want to hear anything that she has to say because she's criticizing him. But if she were to say, you know what? I would really love to feel your arms around me tonight. He's like, what? That's a wish. It's not a criticism. Or if she were to say, you know what? I love when we sit on the couch and I just touch your body or I feel you touching mine. Like that's a wish. That's not a criticism. And so the way that we formulate these requests matters. Okay. So formulate it as a wish and not a criticism. And you will be much more likely to get what you want. Hey loves, are you ready to take your relationship to the next level? Now is the time for you to work with me as your personal relationship or marriage coach. Head over to danashay.com forward slash shop to see all the services I offer. From individual relationship coaching to premarital coaching or even couples coaching, there's something for everyone. Interested in group coaching? 
Our next wife life class is starting soon. So visit danashay.com forward slash shop. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash S-H-O-P to find a package that works best for you. There's something for everyone at all price points, from e-courses to personalized and private coaching. You'll find what you need at danashay.com forward slash shop. I look forward to working with you soon and helping you to thrive in life and in love. All right, number five is questions over commands. Now, none of us should be commanding each other and our marriages, but y'all, I know it happens. There are some spouses who bark at each other, who command things of each other, and those marriages aren't healthy. What you want to do instead is to ask a question. Now, this should be kind of common sense to us, but as they say, common sense ain't so common. So if you want something from your spouse or from your partner, ask. Don't bark commands. Don't bark orders. So let's say a husband wants his wife to um, do his laundry. He could either say, hey, babe, would you mind throwing my clothes in the wash before you get ready to go get your nails done? Or he could say, make sure that you put my laundry in before you go anywhere. Now, I don't know what kind of wife you are, but if Sean ever told me that, that laundry would be sitting in that bin, okay? Um, I'm not your child. And so make sure that we are not barking commands, that we're not giving orders. We are peers, okay? We are mutually submitting to one another, and submission does not require commands. So don't bark orders. Ask questions. Would you mind? Can you please? Ask questions instead of giving commands. All right, number six, treat them with kindness. Now, again, this should be commonplace in our marriages and our relationships, but let's be real, y'all, sometimes we just forget to be kind. Sometimes it's like, I mean, kindness is for people that you just met. You know, they're, they're like for people that you don't know. But this is just my spouse. This is my husband. This is my wife. I don't have to necessarily be kind to them. And that's a fatal mistake. In a marriage, it really is. Over time, your marriage will deteriorate if you stop being kind toward each other. In order for you to get what you want from your spouse, you need to be kind. You need to ask with kindness. I always say throw in a little like loving word. I don't know what y'all call your spouse, whether it's babe, honey, boo, whatever, right? And maybe you don't have little pet names for each other, but placing your hand on their shoulder or putting your hand on top of their hand or something like that, some sort of kind gesture to show them that I am coming in peace, okay? I am not coming as your enemy. I am not presenting something to you that is going to destroy you. I am coming with kindness, And if you are consistently kind in your marriage, then you're already two steps ahead of the game because now it doesn't seem manipulative. Like, why are you being so nice to me all of a sudden? And y'all know how we are. It's like, "Mm -mm. why are you being all nice to me all of a sudden? What do you want? So if you can actually just continue to be kind and consistently be kind, then it's not going to be some huge surprise when you all of a sudden start showing kindness to your spouse. So ask kindly. Okay, number seven, state what you want with clarity. Y'all, how many times has someone asked you for something and you're like, what What, what do they want? Like, what are you asking me? 
Because people feel like if I add a whole bunch of filler words and if I use stories and illustrations and analogies and metaphors, then that person will somehow understand what I want. And sometimes, y'all, we need to kiss. We need to keep it simple, silly. I don't like to say stupid. So keep it simple, silly. Just ask for what you want. Now, obviously, you're going to ask with kindness. You're going to make it seem like it's that person's idea. You're going to do all of these other tips that I've showed you. But at the end of the day, you need to just go ahead and state what you want. I really, really need affection from you. And I love it when you come up and you just put your arms around me. It makes me feel so safe. It makes me feel so loved. You're such a great husband. And I just love to be loved by you. Like what husband is going to be like, I'm not giving you affection. No husband, no good husband at least, is going to respond to you in that way. But when you're asking in a way, again, with kindness, you are stating what you need clearly, you are appreciating what the spouse is already doing, then you are going to be able to get what you want. But again, you have to be clear. And sometimes, y'all, we don't know what we want. We're like, I don't know. My marriage is terrible and I want something different. Well, what do you want? I don't know. I don't know what I want. Well, spend some time thinking about what it is that you actually want so that you can then present that to your spouse. Because if you don't know what they want, how in the world are they supposed to know what you want? So think about what you want and then state it clearly. Okay, number seven, and this is our final tip for today. Don't, my friends, give ultimatums. Ultimatums do not work. I can tell you couple after couple after couple who I have worked with that they say things like, I'm going to give him one more shot or I'm going to tell her this for the last time. Those are ultimatums. And I always like to ask them, well, who makes you the judge of the last time or the last shot? Like, what if your spouse is actually really trying, but they're just making mistakes along the way? Now, what I'm not saying is on the major things, right, like abuse, adultery, you know, things like that. Okay, I'm not saying like, oh, you can't give them an ultimatum if they're like cheating on you incessantly or if they're abusing you. Of course, yes, there does need to be a final boundary there. But I'm talking about just the everyday stuff, like your spouse is leaving their socks all over the floor or, oh, my goodness, leaving the lid up of the toilet, right? Things like that that are more like irritations or frustrations. We can't be giving our spouses ultimatums. Now, again, I just threw out that B word, boundaries. Boundaries are great. They're healthy. You need them in marriage. I actually did an entire podcast episode on the five boundaries that every marriage needs. It was a part of our Young and Married series. You can find that on episode 49. And I would encourage all of you to listen to that because it talks a lot about the specific boundaries that we need in marriage. But boundaries are not ultimatums. They are very, very different. Okay. First and foremost, a boundary is when you state what you are going to do. Boundaries are all about you. They're never about, well, the other person and what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. That's not a boundary. Those are ultimatums. Ultimatums sound like this. You have one more time before I do blah, blah, blah. And like I just said, ultimatums are not effective and ultimatums do the very opposite of what you think they're doing. You think that if you give your spouse an ultimatum, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to lose this person. I don't want to lose my husband. I don't want to lose my wife. So I'm going to shape up. But what usually happens is that we get on the defense and we're like, hold up now. Nobody's going to be telling me what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. So guess what? I'm just going to do the exact opposite of what they want just because. And so then what happens is then you're frustrated. Your spouse is frustrated. and You're not getting what you want. So don't give your spouse an ultimatum. 
Just state what you need, state it clearly, and let him or her choose. Now, your spouse might choose to say no. And if they do, then bonus tip here is to allow them to make their own choice without consequence. You know what? If your spouse says to you, you know, I, Dana, let's say in the earlier example that I gave you, let's say Sean's like, you know, Dana, I know that you want new flowers out there, but, you know, the season's about to turn or the prices for those plants are just too much or, you know, I just really don't feel like it. I don't want to do the flower bed this year. Okay, if I pout and if I'm like, well, everybody else is doing their flower bed this year and you know what? You never listen to my needs. If I do all of that, what is the likelihood of the next time I ask for something, that thing being granted to me? The likelihood is very slim. And so you have to remember that what you're asking for today is sowing seeds for what you want to ask for later. So if your spouse does say no for whatever reason, then accept that no with grace and don't put them on a guilt trip and don't apply consequences. Well, fine, you said no, I'm not sleeping with you tonight. Fine, you said no, I'm just going to ignore you for the rest of the day. Like that's immature and it's unloving. So if your spouse does say no, which yes, they might. Again, this is not like a 100%. If you do these eight things, you are always going to get what you want. That's not what I'm saying, you guys. What I am saying, though, is that you have a much higher probability in getting what you want if you do these eight steps. So I'm going to run through these eight steps again for you just in case you missed some of them. Number one, you want to make it their idea. Okay, whatever it is that you're asking for, come up with a creative way where they feel like, This is a good idea that I had. I think I'm going to do this. And all the while, you're like, yeah, your idea, okay. Hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who gets the credit. Sometimes, y'all, we derail our own success because we're like, but that was my idea. Who cares? It's getting done, okay? So make them think that it's their idea. Or let me say it this way. Present the idea in such a way that they feel like they also want the same thing. So it's their idea, too. Number two, you want to appreciate what they are doing first. Every one of us can find something good about our spouses to appreciate. And if we don't, we're just not looking hard enough. I don't care how jacked up your marriage might be, how terrible you might feel like your relationship is. If you're still in it, you're in it because there's something good in there. There's some glimmer of hope, something that you're still holding on to. So whatever that thing is, appreciate it. That's how you dig your way out of the hole. You start by praise. You start by affirmation. You start by appreciating the good that you already have in your marriage. Okay? Number three is to approach whatever you want as a win-win. Remember, we're all in it for us. What's in it for me? So if you could present this idea to your spouse, your partner, your friend, your coworker, whoever, in a way that it is a win-win, you are going to have much more success. Number four, we are going to wish over criticize. We are going to state what we want, not what they are not doing. We do not want to put our partners on the defense. So what is it that you wish? What will be your wish today versus criticism? Number five, you're going to ask questions over giving commands. You're not talking to your child here. And guess what? Even if you are talking to your child, you can still ask them a question versus a command. Hey, are you going to clean up your room today or tomorrow? Versus get in there and clean up that room. Now, will they do it? Probably because they're your child. But it's just kinder to ask questions versus offering commands. Number six, speaking of kinder, kindness. Ask what you want in a kind and a loving way. 
Your spouse does not have to do anything that you're asking, okay? So ask them with kindness. Put a smile on your face. Put a little twinkle in your eye, and you will notice that you will get what you want much more often. Number seven, you want to state what you want with clarity. Think about what is it that I want, not what I don't want. Let me just say that. I didn't say that earlier, but sometimes, y'all, we talk about all the things we don't want. I don't want us to get divorced. I don't want us to have a marriage like my parents. I don't want our kids to grow up and hate us. Okay, that's wonderful. But what is it that you do want? State what you do want, not what you don't want. And you will get what you want. And then finally, I talked about not giving ultimatums. So let your spouse know, these are the things that I want. These are the things that I need. But don't give them an ultimatum. Don't say, if you don't do this then I'm gonna, no, okay? No ultimatums. All right, you guys, well, simple stuff, right? Simple, powerful, effective ways that we can begin to communicate in our relationships so that we end up getting more of what we want. Now, your spouse can and should also use these same tools on you. So you can't be like, oh, aha, that's what my spouse was doing. They were treating me with kindness. Well, I'm gonna make sure I say no to everything they say. I mean. What the world kind of spouse is that? Don't do that. So if you want to use these tools, understand that your spouse might use these tools. And hey, why don't y'all listen to this episode together? I know I should have probably told you that at the beginning of the episode, but hey, guess what? You can go back and listen to it again because research states so we only retain about 10% of what we hear the first time. So listen to it again. So make sure if you are not following me already on Instagram that you are following me. I love to stay connected with you guys there. Instagram is the place that I am at every single day. Okay. So people want to know like, how can we reach out to you? How can we connect? Instagram. So follow me at Mrs. Dana Shea. That's M-R-S-D-A-N-A-C-H-E. And you could go and follow my funny little marriage reels there and share, share, share. I love when people say like, I just shared your reels or sometimes people will share my reels on their stories. That makes me feel so special. Hashtag words of affirmation. So thanks so much for joining us today, you guys. It's been a pleasure to be with you on this episode today. It is my hope that you are thriving in life and in love. Don't forget to be sure to download the Intimately Us app. Again, you can find that at r.intimately.us forward slash Dana Shea. And you can actually get in on the last couple of days of this nine-day lovemaking challenge that several of us in the marriage space are leading. So you are not going to want to miss that. Again, you can download that app at r dot intimately dot us forward slash Dana Shea. And if something that you heard today maybe provoked something in you that you're like, you know what, Dana, we need to reach out for help. We have been doing this all wrong. I have been manipulating my spouse. We have been at a standstill. Then friend, I would love to get on the phone call with you so that we can talk about your needs and how I can help you to make your marriage great again. So you can find all of my coaching info at danashea.com forward slash coaching. That's danashay.com forward slash coaching. And I would love the opportunity to work with you. So that's all we have for today's show. Thanks so much for joining you all. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shay. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode.
Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms, and I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's Word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's Word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.